Welcome to the NASHAC Index, where we talk about basketball cards on a budget. Hope everyone's doing well. Nathaniel, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. I, uh, with the card market for basketball dipping lately, I've uh, had a little trouble compo- uh, controlling myself and making buys, so I might need an intervention. Mm, an intervention. All right. Well, sounds sounds serious. <laughs> Seriously, it's like everything. I'm like, well, this is a record low price. I should probably buy it. This is also a record low price. Oh, wait. I am way outside of my self-allotted budget. What should I do? I don't know. We'll, we'll discuss it at some point, but goodness. All right. Sounds like a fun problem to have. Anyway, my name's Camden, by the way. I forgot to introduce myself today. We are going to talk about a number of things. Uh, we're going to start with some rumors of things that are happening. And, and uh, why don't we start with Kyrie? Yeah, let's get through this fast because I feel like we got a lot of cool card stuff to talk about. But I don't know, a lot of rumors come, uh, coming around that he and KD are talking a lot. He posted some picture of his shoe on Instagram. Um, so there's some discussion that maybe he's, I, I guess that would mean he's going to get vaccinated and come back. I don't know. Yeah, either that or if they were changing some mandates or something like that in New York City, which is probably not too likely I've, to happen. Yeah, that seems yeah. like not a possibility. So either, <laughs> I guess the two options are he's going to get vaccinated or the Nets are what, ready to let him play just on the road. That could be the other option, I guess. Uh, yeah, and I've also heard some interesting rumors, which... At this point, they're very much just rumors, but I ha- heard uh, something, read an article about the idea of Kyrie to the Mavs, I, g- I guess, uh, for Przingis or something. It's definitely a rumor, but it's gotten some press, so that's uh, hmm. be an interesting thing to see him next to Luka Doncic. Yeah, I would like that for the Mavs if yeah. you play. Uh-huh. I don't uh-huh. I don't really uh-huh. see it for the Nets. I, I, I really don't buy that, but... Uh... If the Mavs could pull that off, that would be very interesting. It would be really great for the Mavs, that's for sure. <laughs> Although Perzingis has been playing a little bit better, and actually for the first time in a long time, he's been pretty effective in the post, which is, has not been true for several years, so that's kind of interesting. He'd be on around all those other great big men on that team if he were on the net, so it'd be an interesting thing to see how that would fit. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't really like it for the Nets, but yeah. I mean, it's better, I guess, than having a player who's not playing, but not by <laughs> as much as you'd like it to be better than that. Right. Speaking well, of uh, COVID and everything with Kyrie, man, the NBA, I don't know what they're going to do. It feels like uh, I was just reading this morning and there's all kinds of new people out. I, I wonder how they're going to be able to sustain this. Yeah, definitely a problem, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, my Bulls have had two games postponed. They might have a third Sunday. We're not sure yet. Mm. Uh, feels like some other teams are heading in that direction. So. Feels like 2020 again or something. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do because they're, I mean, because of that, they're needing to increase testing. But when they increase testing, they're finding more people. So I, mm. I don't know how it's sustainable. But I don't know. There's nothing much for us to do about that. But just thought it's a very significant thing for us to mention about the NBA and on December 17th. Well, I'm looking at the rundown of our show notes here, and uh, do we really have to talk about this next thing on our list? I would like to, yes. <laughs> I was thinking today about the Lakers and how it oh. seems like <laughs> every game, it seemed, I'm like, oh, they're playing a bad team. They're probably going to win despite themselves. And then I'm like, are they ever going to play hard teams? So I, I just Googled uh, NBA strength of schedule. And the easiest strength of schedule to this point, unsurprisingly, has been the Lakers. And the most difficult strength of schedule for the rest of the season is also the Lakers. So that that made me happy. <laughs> That's all I had oh, to say. Yeah. Things, well, things are going to turn around. They're, uh, 
their false record with a negative point differential should not persist unless they get better. <laughs> in Germany, they have something called Schadenfreude, right? Harm, joy. There's a lot of uh, Lakers Schadenfreude on this podcast. I'm pretty sure we have that here because I'm uh, <laughs> exemplifying it. <laughs> yes. All right. So we were going to talk about uh, some MVP candidates and our thoughts on uh, the different uh, candidates for MVP thus far in the season. What are your predictions, Nathaniel? Well, there's this thing that a ESPN journalist does every year of taking a couple polls of different NBA media folks and seeing where things are at with it. And Steph was overwhelmingly in the lead. I think like 96% of the first place votes went to Steph Curry. And I thought that was interesting because, I mean, obviously there's been all kinds of discussion of him with this last week. He passed the all-time three-point record. Mm, But in a lot of ways, his stat I mean, in every way, his stats are not as good as last year. And I think, like, if we weren't taking into account team performance and these uh, narrative-driven things like... All of KD, Giannis, and Jokic have had better seasons than Steph. And I love Steph. I'm not trying to say he's not amazing. I just think it's strange to me that he's the overwhelming leader for it. I've tried to look at this from a statistical perspective. And uh, so we're going to talk about PER a little bit, PER, player efficiency rating, which is basically takes all the stats that a player has and combines them into one metric. All the offensive stats, mostly. Uh, Well, it also uh, has blocks and steals as well so those aren't particularly good stats but yeah go ahead go ahead okay anyway my argument is that most of the time recently the player that has the highest per at the end of the season ends up with the mvp been how it's worked over the past 15 years or so Uh, average league mvp or uh, per sorry is 15 that's the league average okay so if it's lower than that not so hot that season. If they're above that, they're better than average. A lot of the time, you know, somewhere between 27 and 31 is going to get you an MVP uh, season. Well, 31's like a record, right? 31, a little bit over 31. Nobody's ever had 32. Several people, you know, Jordan, Wilt, uh, Jokic, uh, Giannis, they've all had seasons above 31. Well, Jokic so far, his PER is 34.3. That's incredibly high. He's so good. Yeah. So if you look at that, now he did just get it last season. Are they going to get it, give it to him again? Uh, Steph would be very narrative-driven if he got it. And his uh, number is around 26, which is still an MVP caliber number. But there's several players that have high, higher PER than him at this point this season. So it's an interesting yeah. thing to consider. I think it would be a little bit. Um, you mentioned in here that there are some exceptions, like when Derrick Rose won. And mm-hmm. I feel like this would be a little Derrick Rose-ish, that it's very media-driven with the Warriors making this amazing comeback, the three-point record, um, all yeah. those kind of things. So well, certainly, yeah. So uh, And like you basically have, unless you're Russell Westbrook, you have to be on a really good team to win the MVP. Uh, and so that's going to hurt Jokic for sure because he's like the only guy left on that team right now. So, I mean, I feel like it's amazing that they're at 500 with what's going on with their team, but I don't know that MVP voters are going to see it the same way. Well, going back all the way to uh, the 2006 season, the person who uh, has had the highest PER has, had, has gotten MVP every year except with the exception of 2014-2015. Says Steph was the MVP that year. But AD had the highest PER um, in 2010, as you mentioned. Derrick Rose uh, was the MVP, but he actually was the ninth highest in PER. It was very narrative-driven that year. Uh, LeBron w- 
was the highest PER that year. He was for six seasons. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So the first season of that was 2007, 2008. Kobe got it that year, even though LeBron was the highest. So wow. you can't give LeBron uh, the MVP every year, which yeah. <laughs> even well, though he as a have... as a Bulls fan, he probably should have won those six in a row, just like Jordan should have probably won eight in a row or whatever it was. So uh, I'm going to say he probably should have won most of those. Yeah, I mean, which is also fair, too. It seems like he could definitely have had more than he has. What does he have, four? Who, LeBron? Yeah. Uh, yeah, three or four, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, think I think he won three in a row, uh, and that might be it. Uh, I'll look it up while... Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure there's four, but... Anyway, but don't you think... I mean, are you saying you don't think Steph Curry will win, or you think I it's an think exception? I think if he does, it will be one of those very much uh, narrative-driven thing because, you know, the person with the highest PER usually does get the MVP, at least in, you know, the past... 15 years or so so yeah you're right thoughts. about the you're right about the four-time mvp by the way okay yeah um, um should yeah, we talk about some basketball cards <laughs> yeah let's uh where are we gonna scoot down to our uh well first we need to mention the bird of the week this week is the, <laughs> the mallard duck very underappreciated beautiful bird we're so used to seeing it that we don't give it appropriate credit the bird of the week, evidently, it's back. Got, got to. I love the bird of the week. Do we want to? Let's skip the buys for this week, and should we get to? We're kind of going to revise our opinions on some teams yeah. based on what's happened so far. Let's do that. Okay. Basically, we're recreating the wheel, doing our episodes all over again, but much faster this time. <laughs> so originally, when we talked about the Nets, the guys that we kind of agreed on to be on our quote-unquote list were Kevin Durant and Nicholas Claxton. Um. So far, we've invested in Kevin Durant and done great with that, by the way. Um, And I would argue that maybe we should drop Nick Claxton and maybe consider adding Cam Thomas when he has some cards, although probably they'll come out too hot. Well, I'm with you on Cam Thomas. Harden called him a natural-born scorer. He seems to really have earned the trust of both Harden and Durant. Uh, Those guys really have been mentoring him. Incredible shooter. I just think that uh, I like him probably better as a medium long to longer term investment rather than a flip, um, but I could see definitely investing his, in his cards. Claxton hasn't done a lot this year. He's out for a number of games and hasn't really done much while he's been on the court. It, it's just such a tough team, you know, when you got KD, Harden, Kyrie if he does come back, even Joe Harris. You know, Joe Harris is one of the best shooters in the league. Yeah, agreed. So are we in agreement then that on our list we're going to drop Claxton and add Cam Thomas? And for the Nets, our final list for now is KD and uh, Cam Thomas? Yeah, I think let's agree on that. I think if we had a watch list, Claxton could be on that list if we yeah, <laughs> create I, another list. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. All right, so on to the Sixers? Yeah, let's go on to the Sixers here. So our original list was just Embiid. And I'm basically begrudgingly willing to add Tyrese Maxey, even though I think he's more of a six-man and not, and kind of has a high market right now. So I would probably prefer to avoid him, but I'll I'll add him begrudgingly if you would really like. You know, it's tough with with Maxey. He's a really really excellent player, and I think that he just shines so much more when Embiid is gone. <laughs> I've yeah. noticed that, you know, and so he's he's had. He definitely scores more. You know, he's had 20s and 30 points games in the 20s and 30s when Embiid's been out. Um, and he's still good when Embiid's there, but it just doesn't shine as much. So uh, I think that's a little bit problematic, you know, for investing in a young player if you're doing a short-term flip 
with him. Also, what do you think the Sixers are going to do in the playoffs, Nathaniel? I mean, it sort of all depends on the Ben Simmons question, doesn't yeah. it? Like, mm-hmm. if they're the current team, I don't think they're going to make it out of the first round. But if they get Damian Lillard, let's say, for, you know, Simmons and Tyrese Maxey, then, then that changes everything. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I feel yeah. like they're one of the hardest teams to judge. One thing I noticed, I was watching some highlights of the Net Sixers today, and I think Maxi is hurt by when Embiid is out there. They are so slow, which makes so much sense, but it it hurts a player like Maxi, I think, yeah. to not not be running at all. So yeah. I don't know. Are you saying you're okay having Maxi more in the Claxton camp of being on a watch list, or no, do you want to add him? I, I still want him on our list. Um, okay. All right. So our final. You you mentioned Isaiah Joe, but that's more of a watch list guy, right? Yeah, he's a watch list guy. Yeah, I think a, he is kind of interesting though. He, he's an, an intriguing sophomore. You know, the most he scored in a season, I, I believe at this point, has been 11 games or 11 points in a game. You know, he hasn't really reached his full potential yet, but he's definitely a good watch list guy. Yeah, and he has two first names, so I like that. <laughs> uh, okay, so our final uh, Sixers list is Embiid and begrudgingly on my part, Maxi. <laughs> now to the Knicks. This is a, in my opinion, this is a bloodbath. We originally had Emmanuel quickly on the list, and I say we take him off and have no Knicks, but I'm ready to hear your opinions about R.J. Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, back to quickly, I, I don't really want to totally take him off you know he, he hasn't been awful this year I mean he's, he's had some decent games he's still only 22 you know he's got an 18 point game a couple 16 point game I think with him though the interest is more about the potential RJ Barrett uh, he's admittedly been inconsistent but to me I think he's shown flashes of brilliance this year um, he's had several games in the 30s, you know, a 34-point game and a 32-point game. Were those super early on? Because I feel like I haven't heard anything positive with him for a long time. I think they've been kind of scattered throughout. I, I can't remember exactly when those were. But, yeah, he, he's been inconsistent. But, you know, he's definitely a good player that I think he's not really reached his full potential yet. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. To me, I, I like both those guys, especially R.J. Barrett, actually. Should we start calling you by low, bro? You're, I uh, I think quickly is a bit of a like I think he looks to me like a gunner, six man off the bench guy forever. I could see adding RJ if we can really buy low on him. Um, but I, I want us to move on from quickly. I just don't think there's much okay. potential, yeah. especially this year. Maybe we could put him on a watch list. Also, I'm I'm okay, okay with that. Are you we're okay gonna... with adding RJ Barrett? Yeah, I'm not super excited about it, but I, I could see like tracking him and seeing if we can buy something real cheap. I just think the Knicks are going nowhere, so how are we, if we're trying to flip, I don't think this team is a great target. But I'm okay adding him, when, but not having him be high priority. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. All right, so RJ for the Knicks. On to the Celtics. Uh, on our original list, we had Jason Tatum and the Time Lord Robert Williams. Um, I've recently, <laughs> I, we can discuss whether these are part of our buys, but I recently bought two uh, Jalen Brown cards, so apparently I think he's a decent buy now. Um, and I, I was originally, when I like wrote up our little preparation thing, I was um, go, saying, Time Lord is great, screw you, we're going to keep doing it, but I, I can see you maybe dropping him, as you mentioned. Yeah, um... I mean, he's 24 already. He's he's done pretty well sometimes. He's had a couple 16-point games. I guess I'm still not really totally sold on Time Lord. 
myself. You you love uh, speaking of your PER that you love. You're you're all about that, and he has amazing PERs every year. Yeah, I mean it's true. I think thinking about it from a perspective of the hobby, though, you know, the hobby loves scores so much, and you know, when he's getting 16 points a game at most, sometimes the hobby doesn't appreciate some of those other things that appear in that PER stat. You know, typically the guys who have such amazing PERs are also really great scorers. And yeah. I don't see that quite as much with him. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with that. What do you think about um, Jalen Brown? Oh, and we should mention we're already invested in Jason Tatum. We've got now two Donruss Optic PSA 9s that I'm going to try to group together and sell. So yeah. he's staying on the list for sure. But what do you think about Jalen Brown? I'm okay with him on the list. I mean, he's... It's clearly their second best player. He's, I'm okay with putting him on it for sure. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> what are these Celtics gonna do <laughs> this year? Yeah, I don't know. They've been they're kind of interesting. They've turned into like a defensive stopper sort of team. It's just I think Jason Tatum, like not to besmirch the name of Kobe Bryant, but I think he spent too much time hanging out with him because he does so much when you watch him. So much hero ball, like hold the ball forever, take a fadeaway. Uh, turnaround jump shot and it's just like the kind of thing that deflates the team I feel like there's no movement no passing he's so talented but Tatum is can be a tough watch to me because he's just such a uh, isolation kind of player too much iso ball yeah yeah yeah, um, just to player, quickly right? mention the, do you want me to mention quickly the Jalen Brown cards that I bought recently yeah, that we yeah. mm-hmm. we may or may not invest in? So two select silver. Uh, premier level, so like the middle level of select. So silvers of his premier level, PSA 9 and an SGC 9.5, both for around 50 bucks. And the population on those is like, for, I mean, for the SGC, there's only like seven higher in the world in SGC. And then for the PSA one, I think there was like 80 PSA 9s of the silver. So anyway, they're, they're really low pop. They've always sold for more in the past. But I also think the whole market's coming down, so I'm not sure... You know, it's a bit of a moving target potentially. So I think they were really good buys, and I might bundle them together. But I'm not like 100% that they're super profitable. Um, what What are the recent comps on those? Uh, I mean, because there's not many of them, there aren't that many. But they were like 90 bucks in the past. But it was like a couple months ago, really, where where there was some movement on them. And even bef- you know before that in the off season, they were more like 150. So it's come way down, but it's it's hard to say where it's heading. Let's do it. Let's do it. I think of maybe trying to bundle them together, and uh, especially since the pop is so low, I'm not sure what the Celtics are really going to do. Although they're they're sitting at 500, you know, they could surprise a bunch of people. And yeah, and Jalen Brown is young, so people like that. Yeah. So our final Celtics stance is, I mean, this is what a hot take. We're going to go with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. (laughs) Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Oh, man. All right, Raptors, the exciting Toronto Raptors. Originally, we just had OG Ananobi as our dude, who has been hurt for a long time now. Um, What do you think about that? Is it a buying opportunity, or should we cut bait? I'm still bullish on OG, but uh, there's another guy that should be higher on a priority list, the rookie. You must be. Oh, I thought you were talking about Kim Birch. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. I mean, he's awesome. I'm guessing his cards come out. Really high enough not. where they're going to scare yeah. me off, but I, I certainly want to keep him in mind. Definitely, I'm very interested in him. I think that it's actually worth mentioning Gary Trent right now. He's only 22. He's 
quietly been having a great season, 16 points a game, you know, several games in the upper 20s, a 31-point game. I just think that he has more potential than people give him credit for, and probably part of the reason is the team he's on. You think the Blazers made a mistake? Um, I mean, Norman Powell's really good, too, so yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't know that they made a mistake. They may have, because he's probably a little bit younger, but I have some experience buying Gary Trent and losing money on Gary Trent, <laughs> and I feel like, I mean, I agree with you that he's a really solid player, but I, don't, I think people don't care, so I would like to direct us away from that. Not, not because I don't like him, but just because I have some experience with people being meh about Gary Trent. Well, let's at least add to that watch list. I think he's worth at least putting on, on the watch okay. list. So, but and no. I just want to mention real quick, I, I wanted to see where Scotty Barnes is at now. 15 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, uh, 37% on 3-pointers, which wasn't supposed to be part of his game at all. Like, he's he's great. Yeah, I mean, he needs to be the highest priority on this team uh, from a card perspective. Right. Um, and and then you I, I still like Van Bleek, but yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think he's great, but has a similar uh, Gary Trent problem. Yeah, like people don't care. <laughs> yeah. So our final list on the Raptors is Scotty Barnes, and then we're holding on to OG. Although I'm I'm a little unsure where that's going, but mm-hmm. we're holding on. So on to the Bucks, the World uh, Champion Bucks. The World Champion Bucks. Yeah. We so, so far. again with our uh, really enlightening take, we were like. Giannis is good. Gian- <laughs> Giannis was on our list. I hope people like. I hope they're not driving, and the shock of that statement, you know, makes them uh, have an accident right now. But you should stay away from the controversy, Nathaniel. Yeah, I know. But I, uh, I remember when we talked about it, we were like, "What about Chris Middleton?" Oh, people don't care. But I've done really well actually buying some Chris Middleton cards in the last couple of years. So. And I love Chris Middleton. I think he's so underappreciated. So I wanted to push for maybe adding him to the list. Yeah. Uh, you had a note on what if Chris Middleton is ends up being a Hall of Famer. Which, I mean, if they repeat, get some more championships, um, even just one more with the Bucks, he's got a great case. I think so. I mean, he's kind of their, in some ways, he's their go-to scorer in the clutch. Like, yeah. The, mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels a little bit like, Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, like are those guys going to make the Hall of Fame? I would guess he's in the same category as that. I don't know. I love him. I, I could see, I could go either way. We don't have to add him. I don't think he'll be a big priority when we like, because I, I think eventually we're going to cut this list down just for us to be able to actually track the players. So I could go either way. We could add him. We could not add him. All right. So our list now from the box is uh, Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Bobby Portis. <laughs> Portis, I mean, as a Bulls fan, I'm shocked what he's become, but no. He's no been 15 and 9 this season. I know, how's it points, possible? 9 rebounds per game. He's and, actually he's a and good two player. Bul- and two bulging eyeballs. <laughs> two a game. Two bulging eyeballs per game. Yeah. <laughs> it's impressive. All right. So, yeah. Should we... Giannis, Giannis and Chris. Yeah, I like it. And then let's finish up with my bulls for today. Sounds good. Yep. So originally we had Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. um, And I vote that, well, when I wrote this, I thought add Vucevic and add Lonzo, or drop Vucevic and add Lonzo. But I don't know. I could see just dropping Vucevic and not adding Lonzo. But what do you think? I like Lonzo. He's not as good as LaMelo. (laughs) <laughs> True. You know, but he's a really effective NBA player. I, I think we're maybe talking about the wrong bowl, though. You know, I mean, there's a really good case to be made for 
uh, DeRozan right now? I mean, are you? I, I don't. You didn't even really mention him. Well, I said I would maybe think about it, but I don't know. His cards are so old that when I've looked at them, it's like the graded ones are super high. The non-graded ones are kind of there aren't that many non-graded ones. So I just think he's a harder sell, and people in the hobby, I think, won't be particularly interested in him, but. I could see it. I just don't know enough about his market, really, to be honest with you, because I've never considered him before this year. It's kind of one of those things where, I mean, clearly, you know, if you're going to rank the players on the Bulls, the number one, I'm assuming you would say Levine, but uh, DeMar is kind of right there with him. Yeah, I think that's true. Levine, though, Levine is really good at what I like in a basketball player. Like, he doesn't need the ball to be great he's really good off the ball player really good cutter has a lot of gravity like curry that you know gives people like demar Derozan a lot of space so i i think people would agree that demar has been their best player but i think a lot of that is because levine has such an impact on the game off the ball yeah all right so for the bulls we have levine vucevic is off is uh demar on our list, no, I guess you 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 don't want him I mean, on there. We could we could put him on there for now and research it some more. I'm okay with that. Okay. And then I just want to mention in our first episode we didn't say anything about Io Desumo, who was their second round pick, and he's been really awesome in kind of a um, what's that guy you like on the Clippers? Terrence Mann. He he reminds me a lot of Terrence Mann. And I think unfortunately I gotta let you know this, Camden. I I think he's kind of the death of Kobe White as a significant part of this team because he actually plays defense and seems to know what he's doing on the court. Well, guys, it's uh, been a great episode. I'm going to go cry in the corner right now. Uh, <laughs> Although maybe maybe your boy has a chance since everybody has COVID. So, And, I mean, he's one of them. He was, what do you call that, patient zero for the Bulls with COVID. But uh, he's going to come back first, so maybe he can get some shots up. All right. So so you're okay putting him back on, the, on our list then, Kobe White? <laughs> Should we run through all the stats? He does better than everyone else. <laughs> oh, we did that last time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So I guess that's it for this week then. Yeah, we'll pick up with the... So anyway, our, our final Bulls list, I guess, is uh, uh, Levine, DeMar, and Lonzo. Yeah, yeah, and, and Kobe. No, no. I'll, no, I'll be willing to add Kobe White onto the list. You'll be willing? Okay. <laughs> All right. I guess well, that's just, we'll, uh, me. just me. It's been fun to hang out this week, Camden. Still no emails from anyone. Where are the emails? The emails. They're uh, well. You know, maybe if we gave people other options to communicate with us, like uh, maybe a, a carrier pigeon. Yeah, my fax machine has been silent. Been waiting. <laughs> Check so, it every thirty minutes. Can you say the the email address again? Yeah, nashakindex at gmail dot com. N a s h a q index at gmail dot com. All right. Well, it's been great. Have a good week, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye.